Hey, this week we've got feedback. Oh, no, Pete, not that kind of feedback. Oh. Feedback from our listeners from last week's show. Oh, Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen podcast is coming up next. I'm certainly glad we got that under control. Hi. My ears have just recovered. (laughs) I think I'm deaf in one of them now. Hey, I'm Pete Torriello. And I'm Maureen Torriello. And again, it is time for Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen, our weekly podcast where Maureen and I talk about whatever it is that's on our minds. Sometimes we pull it off the top of our heads. And sometimes it comes out of somewhere else. And very often straight from the heart. And this week on Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen, we actually do have listener feedback from last week's show about composer David Haas. Uh, Just to recap very quickly, if you don't know who David Haas is or what last week's show was about, go back one episode and listen to it. But basically, David Haas is a composer of contemporary church music. And uh, he is facing numerous allegations of sexual misconduct with adults. And it really has kind of ruined his career, we think. And a lot of churches and archdioceses around the country and dioceses have put a ban in effect on his music. And we were talking last week about how this affects us as church singers and cantors and musicians in that we have a composer who is on the Mount Rushmore of liturgical composers now being taken down from the mount his music being banned, and those of us who make the music have a, a kind of a big hole in the repertoire. So that's just a quick recap. Again, listen to last week's show if you want to hear more. Okay, so let's jump right in. Uh, we received from various different uh, places of, uh, and types of people that have weighed in on this, so I think that was really good. Uh, this comes from just a parishioner in the pew, from northern New Jersey, and she's like, says, Hi, Maureen and Pete. Just listen to your excellent podcast. I hadn't heard about this issue until I saw your posting. I am heartbroken. I am one of those people who does look at composers' names in the hymnal and know which songs and writers are my favorite. I'm praying for everyone involved. Okay. What else have you got? Okay. This comes from one of our... Thank you for your uh, feedback, by the way. And this comes from one of our ANCC uh, priests who happens to be one of the women priests in the ANCC. She's out in Pennsylvania. And she says, I think that David Haas' music should not be banished. I think that so many of his songs help me pray and help others pray and pray through their fears and their longings. They touch the heart because at their heart they are prayer in the highest sense. Pray for David Haas, but know that we will be the losers if we excise his music from our liturgies. Okay, should I read the one that I have? Sure. Okay, this one comes from a uh, music director and university professor. Of theology at Rutgers. And uh, he writes, Hi Maureen. Where's my name on this? Well, he, he said... It's mixing it up with Pete and Maureen. It just says, Hi Maureen. What's up with that? He likes me better. <laughs> feel slighted. Hi. Folks. (laughs) (laughs) I listened to your David Haas podcast 
And I think you captured very well the conflicted feelings all church musicians are having, except, of course, the most conservative traditional types who always hated his music. I'm sure those people are loving this and see it as yet another indication of how bad Vatican II was for the church. For the rest of us, though, it's sad and difficult. So much of his music is about reconciliation and justice, two themes which apply now in different ways. I suspect one reason his music and lyrics are so resonant is because they come from a place of inner struggle and human failure, just like some of the best priests are found to be grave sinners in their personal life. We currently are in an era when we have no choice but to refrain from doing his music for a while. People are marking the word into good guys, making the world into good guys and bad guys, and there doesn't seem to be much room for complexity and ambivalence. This is unfortunate, but it's the way of the world right now. We'll see where we are in less diverse and divisive times, which I hope will return someday when we have leaders who make it their business to unite rather than divide. All of this keys into long-standing debates about how much the art can be separated from the artist, or theology from the theologian, or philosophy from the philosopher, etc. And that's never been settled. There's also no agreement about which sins are forgivable and which are not. We are all probably, we all probably fluctuate on these things. Sadly, I am afraid there will never be a single right answer moving forward. We'll see what happens with time. Well, certainly very well written, beautifully Absolutely. written. And, and very strong points. Very good. And uh, that, that's what I love about our listeners. They're so diverse and they... They really came across with uh, some great comments. I have one more. Um, this is from an ANCC clergy person uh, down in, I believe it's Virginia, uh, or in, in Virginia or Maryland, I'm not sure. I think Virginia. Down south somewhere. <laughs> down south somewhere. Below the Mason-Dixon line. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, you know what Mason said to Dixon. You got to draw <laughs> the, the line, line somewhere. somewhere. Right, right, there you go. But um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this this person um, had seen uh, the the comments that I read before about the from the woman ANCC priest, mm-hmm. and he waited on on her uh, comments, and he was like, "I agree, and I feel that in a cancel culture, there is a speed to reaction that bypasses due process." So that those were the the main comments that we we received. We had um, one other comment, which was voicemail mm-hmm. uh, from our friend Superfan Joe, <laughs> and Joe was just concerned that people didn't misconstrue what we were saying in the podcast. He didn't want people to think, "Oh, Pete and Maureen are doing a podcast about David Haas, and he's." in a lot of trouble and his career might be over and and all that they're worried about is their repertoire what about what about the victims what right. about the victims and he said no the answer to that and by the way joe you're right on the money with that we were not saying that at all and he knew that he knew that and uh, and i'm glad that he pointed that out because we did not even think that people would misconstrue what we were saying but they can and yeah uh 
we feel horribly for the victims. We're not discounting the victims. The show was really about how the cancellation of his repertoire in all of these churches affects people who are music directors and leaders of song and so forth. And the dilemma facing us as to whether or not to to be or not to be, you know, whether we should or should not play. And that, that was what we wanted the focus to be because there's zillions of sites you can go to to get the David Haas story, to get the feedback. And we didn't want to be another one of those. We yeah. wanted to take it from a different angle. Hopefully we did that. Um, I think, yeah, I think, I think we the, did. I think I the think comments we, we got uh, proved that people did get it. And yeah, I'm very we happy didn't, We did that. not have one complaint mm-hmm. about our approach. So, yeah, we were talking about, you know, not only did he victimize the people to whom he made unwanted sexual advances, but as Joe said in his communication to us, he kind of victimized the people that rely on his art. Mm-hmm. at the same time so that th- those are the comments we got and we certainly appreciate it we really do uh, I think we've had maybe more comments on this than any other show that we've done pretty much and if you would like to comment on David Haas or on any of our podcasts you can do it on our Facebook page we actually have a Facebook page now which is dedicated to the show And you just go to Mixing It Up with Pete and Maureen on Facebook, and you can leave a message there. If you have access to my personal Facebook page or Maureen's, you can leave it there. Or you can even write to us at Pete and Maureen Podcast at Yahoo.com. And if you listen to us on Anchor.fm, you can leave voicemail for us right there. So So you have no excuse. There ain't no excuse (laughs) for not telling us what you think. Next week, we're going to be talking about our move to the suburbs on Mixing It Up with Pete Maureen. So until then, I'm Pete Torriello. And I'm Maureen Torriello. And as always, thank you. Thank Thank you you for for listening. listening.